Hi there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. So welcome, Brendan, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Nervous to be here, but... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for Zooming in. I know it's not not ideal, um, but you know, for everyone's safety, I think that this is a really great way that we can sort of get some information out um, to all the students in um, a more safe platform. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really, I think it's really cool that you have this idea in the first place, because when Kathy Krause told me about it, I was like, oh, that's so unique and awesome. And Thank you. So um, for everyone listening, I know you're a little bit, I wouldn't say famous, but I mean, I've heard about you prior to even <laughs> meeting you um, and a little bit about your journey. So if you don't mind telling everyone listening a little bit about yourself, sort of where you came from, where you are now, uh, that would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Brennan Graham. Um, I hate being called famous, but to be honest with you, I did get the, I gained the, I gained the nickname, Mr. DeSales throughout my years at, at DeSales. So, um, if you've heard that nickname, they're probably referring to me, but I'm from Philly. Um, so, you know, I'm a Philly boy through and through actually in the city. I'm not one of those people who say, Oh, I'm from Philly, but I'm actually like in a suburb outside actually from the city. Um, no birds, you know, big Eagles fan, Philly's yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, and it went to Father Judge High School in Philly, kind of, you know, I loved my time there. Big baseball guy, played baseball. Um, and I always was kind of been a people person, you know, loved talking with people, building those relationships. Definitely an extrovert, you know, not someone who's scared to be the first one out on the dance floor or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it was kind of weird how I ended up at, at the sales. I, um, you know, being from Philly, a lot of people have like the, the five main schools that they look at, like Temple, Westchester, LaSalle, like Widener, all the local ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did look out of state and kind of the Carolinas as well. I was really big in the country music. So I was like, yeah, let me go down south. Like maybe I'll fit oh in God. down there. Um, but I mean, with that, I, I was set on Westchester. That's where my older sister went. You know, I'm the youngest of three siblings. So I kind of been through the college tour a little bit and visiting with her. I was like, oh, I love Westchester. And then DeSales admissions actually came to judge my senior year um, in October and was like, hey, this is what we have to offer. And I just thought to myself, I was like, this sounds awesome. You know, so I <laughs> probably shouldn't say this, but I so the next period I had class, but we were in the computer lab supposed to be working on English papers. And I decided to apply to DeSales instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Well, it was free, so I was like, I might as well get it done. So I submitted an application, uh, and then a couple weeks later, I went to an open house and fell in love with it from there. Like, I remember, you know, my mom being really impressed. I was really impressed. I felt at home. You know, they talk about when you visit a college, make sure you're feeling like you're at home, and, you know, people welcome you. And again, the joke about everyone holding the door, and (laughs) so... um, You know, I loved my time there. I still remember taking a picture with the St. Francis de Sales statue. Um, They actually, it was a contest. They're like, if you take the best picture around campus and submit it, and then you come, you could win like, I don't know if it was a scholarship or a prize, Mm -hmm. I forget what it was. But um, but anyway, yeah, and then kind of ended up there and as a math major um, and, you know, loved my time as a a student, really. I I just kind of 
like I said, I started out with orientation. I've always been an extrovert, but then orientation happened. I was a little kind of reserved and then I met friends and <laughs> the rest is history, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so a little bit. So now, now, where are you currently? What are so you I'm, doing currently? <laughs> currently, I'm actually back at the sales um, in the admissions office. I'm an admissions counselor for students coming from the Philly region. So it's awesome that I get to kind of talk to those students coming from my hometown and say, hey, it's great up here, um, especially talking to, you know, guys from, from Father Judge. It's an all guys high school. So it was great to be able to tell them, hey, the sales is a good place for you, uh, as well as South Jersey. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I guess then the obvious question would be, I mean, I know a lot of people love their school, but it seems that you love your school more than the average person. (laughs) So why did you choose to come back to DeSales? It was really, again, it was weird how the kind of the job came across my my plate, really. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't even thinking about it. It wasn't that I didn't, you know, want to come back to DeSales at all. Or I was like, oh, I'm sick of my time here. I didn't think that it was an opportunity for me. And I was a math major. So I was looking at, you know, jobs like data analysts and kind of in the accounting department Mm -hmm. and places. So, but going, you know, throughout the sales, I really bought into the whole be who you are and be that well of our motto and kind of, you know, obviously at the sales, they grow you academically, but then they grow you personally as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, And learning that, you know, I liked working with other people. I liked helping building those relationships. When this, you know, um, opportunity came across, uh, my desk. Like, oh, I, I feel like this. You know, this would be great. I would get to talk about a place that I love and tell mm-hmm. students. You know, um, and then work with others. And I'm not sitting behind a desk all day. Which, well, now I am because Zoom is the worst and like COVID. Yeah. But yeah. normally I'm not sitting <laughs> desk. I'm meeting with families when they're visiting, and that was the one thing that you know when they kind of when I went for the interview and they're telling me, yeah, like you're not going to be sitting behind a desk. There's travel component. You're going to be meeting a lot of different people. I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually kind of tying back in one of, one of Kristen Eichholz's classes. Um, I took a career class when I was on campus and uh, that was the, the, the time really when, you know, my junior year, when I was like, okay, I don't have to, you know, get a job strictly with math or I have to find out, um, you know, what I like doing, whether it's, again, being not behind a desk, you know, how, how do I like working independently, working with people? What do I get reward out of? And that's helping others. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the eye opener for me where I was like, I need to open myself up to a lot of more career options rather than sticking strictly with like math or on the business side. So mm-hmm. that was a, a huge, you know, a huge addition to my, to my time at the sales. Nice. And I mean, I think too, everyone thinks like when they graduate, like, oh, I was a math major. So I need to do something precisely with math. And that isn't always the case because you can use, as we'll talk about, you can use a lot of those things for other careers that you might not have thought of before, because, you know, there's so much more to it than just enjoying the content. Um, I like to think of it because I want to go into medicine. I like to think of it kind of as there's so many different kinds of doctors and, you know, they all have different qualities of life and kind of ways that they do their life. If you want to be a dermatologist, you're going to have a nice cushy nine to five job most of the time. But if you want to go into like critical care, uh, that's a 24 hour job, like seven days a week. But the lifestyle is much more exciting and more spontaneous and that may be more preferable for someone. But these things are things that matter. Yeah, they all love medicine. Yeah, the content's there. But there's also external factors that sort of impact your decision as well, which I think really applies to your situation too. There's other things other than just you liking math that are important to why you would enjoy your career. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I never thought about it, but that's an awesome example to think about the different, you know, ways of life, even just within medicine and, and doctors. And then same thing with like, I don't know, nurses. And then there's different, obviously in business, there's that opportunity as well too. Do you want to be a salesman? Do you want to work on the marketing team behind the computer? So like design, it's, I don't know, that's just a really good application of kind of how there's not, there's never really, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into something. Mm -hmm. Is this major? I have to be this job when I get older. Yeah. So backing up a little bit, sort of reflecting on your time at DeSales a little bit more, what did you participate in while you were at DeSales? Um, so I Everything, was, basically. <laughs> <laughs> see, people think that, and that's what, kind of, uh, but I didn't, I, I really just kind of, I was really involved in campus activities board and that was like my pride and what I loved doing. Mm-hmm. But whenever there was events from like different clubs, I tried to get there and just try to like support, you know, my friends and whatever they were doing. So, um, but campus activities board, it was actually called student life light, student nightlife when I first started as a freshman. And I remember I got involved literally my first day on campus with orientation you know how they do that uh well orientation they do basically how to get involved at the sales and mm-hmm. like you go into different classrooms and then they talk and the one was kind of you know how to get involved with campus activities or like fun activities and that was something i was involved with with judge so i was like oh let me try that um and then the you know the, it was his name was matt and he actually went to judge but i didn't know this at the time Oh, and he, wow. was leading the, he was leading the discussion. He was like, hey, we're always looking for new ideas. And me being a freshman, like, raised my hand. I was like, well, at Judge, we do wing bowl. And they're like, he's like, wait, you went to Judge? I went to Judge. And then that kind of started <laughs> that relationship right there. Um, oh, my god! And then from there, I, I got involved. I mean, freshman year, I was just kind of like a volunteer who helped with, you know, bingo here and there. And there were a lot of seniors on it. Um, and actually, you know, another plus of the sales being so small in such a community is that my freshman year in like April, they asked me to be the president of the club when I was just going to be a sophomore. So it was kind of cool um, to be, you know, in a leadership position so soon, even though I was really young. But it was great. So one of the things that I I remembered was sort of when I came to DeSales, I was a transfer. So I came in my junior year. And one of the things that I did is I, I first off did way too much. And then I was like, I need to dial back. <laughs> but my first semester of my first year at DeSales, I was the vice president of the Association for Women in Science. So and then after that year, I... Like literally that spring, I was doing a presentation to request money for women for the sales to go to a conference the following year. So I wasn't even there a whole year and I was already either advocating for the club. And then that following year, we went to a conference in Philadelphia. So in fall 2019, uh, uh, 10 of us went down to Philadelphia. We got to go to this conference. We had like tables at a keynote speak speaker. And, you know, it's those kinds of opportunities aren't available everywhere. I came from a really large university. I came from Rutgers. And one of the things there was that there's so many people and it's awesome to have like hundreds of people that are in love with the same thing that you're in love with. But the thing is, is it's so much more difficult to hold positions of power and to be able to sort of get your ideas across because there's 50 other people that are trying to talk. So it's more about you may get lucky enough to maybe get on an executive board, but that's really kind of pushing it. And even then, the like the likelihood of your idea actually coming to fruition is a lot less than here, where there's so many opportunities and people are so open 
to new things. So that's just something I wanted to plug in there. Sorry to like completely no, no, interrupt. No, I'm talking too much. So I'm happy that you talked <laughs> a little bit too. And I remember we talked about that and again, kind of building off, like not even just the business side of cat or like quote unquote business side of cat, but like running events and planning and actually executing everything. But in terms of like friendships and, you know, relationships that I developed from there, like Andrew Garino is a great resource for me now. And, and we're friends. Like we went from being like fake friends, we call it because she was my boss. So obviously mm-hmm. I had to push. She told me, and now like we're friends and we have conversations and same thing with Tracy Gallagher over there, Nick Lushko, like they're a great bunch to work for. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, like, like every, mostly everybody at the sales, you know, there, of course there's that professional aspect you have to adhere to, but then there's also the friendships and the personal level too, that is associated with it. And that was something that I really loved about that office. That mm-hmm. It was like, you know, there was an opportunity there for us to actually joke around and that it wasn't, you know, business, business, business all the time. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. So a little bit about kind of you're speaking about your math major and sort of how you use that in your current position, you know, working in admissions. So um, we think of these as transferable skills. And honestly, at the beginning of the semester, um, I got a, I think I got a message from Aubrey. She was talking about how transferable skills, I guess, used to be called soft skills, but now we're sort of moving away from that, which I think is interesting. Um, I kind of understand it with the whole like soft skills kind of makes it seem like not as important. Right. But do you want to speak on a little bit about the importance of transferable or foundational skills? Why do you think they're so important? It's really, you know, why I am here today, you know, at the sales today, because if Again, if I had pigeonholed myself to being, I'm only, you know, I like math, I like numbers, I have to do a job with that, I would probably be miserable behind a desk somewhere. Yep. Um, (laughs) And some, some, you know, examples of these skills that, you know, maybe someone who doesn't know exactly what they are, they're, you know, is that communication? Can you talk to people? Are, you know, can you speak publicly? Are you able to present? And how's your time management skills? Are you flexible? You know, if your boss says to you, hey, I'm going to need that document two days earlier, you're going to be able to get that done for them. You know, um, you know, how do you build relationships? It's all these things that, again, you learn and, and you, you hear about them throughout all your life. Like, oh, you need to get your time management in order or, oh, you need to be more personable or, you know, stuff like that. You hear them throughout your life. But again, they're really like the word foundational is perfect is perfect because you can really transfer them to any, any position you go into. You know, an example I like to give to when I'm speaking with prospective students in my job is, all right, say we have two medical studies or position, physician assistants that graduate from DeSales. You know, they are same GPA. They've gone, obviously they've gone through the same classes. They have the same ro- clinical rotation, same experiences, but it's those things that are outside of their resume or off of the paper. And that's the transferable skills that are really going to set them apart in an interview. You know, if one person kind of sits there and doesn't seem relatable at all, or it doesn't seem like they're personable and, you know, can work with patients, that's totally different than someone who's, oh, you know, I, I was involved in all these clubs at the sales. So, but yeah, it's really, you know, it's, it's, if someone on their resume has, I was involved in these three clubs and, you know, I, I was the president of this, obviously it goes to show that time management is there and that, that flexibility is there and, and working with others is, is prominent because of the fact that you were involved with so many things. So these transferable or, you know, I, I, I always said soft, so I need to get out of the habit of saying soft skills. Yeah, I did too. I did too. It wasn't until this uh, this year that someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I mean, it, it makes sense, but it's just one of those things. I think we're downplaying what it is. I think that's the reason why soft skills is sort of getting moved away from, because 
they're not, they're difficult. I mean, I think that everyone thinks that, you know, these are things that people inherently have when that isn't always the case. Um, you know, I think time management is something a, a lot of 20 somethings <laughs> struggle with sometimes. Um, and I also think that, you know, they're hard to, hard to learn sometimes because it's not just about learning a technical skill. It's about kind of changing your habits, which is yeah. a lot more difficult. So like they say it takes like what, 30 days to change a habit or something. So it really is something that you have to mentally work on. And for some people, you know, like you can be like, Oh, be more personable. But they have to think about what does that actually actually mean? Right. Um, you know, it, it may come very like quickly for some people, for others, it, it's really hard. So like, for me personally, I had a really difficult time. And I think it was also because of the environment at Rutgers. It's really hard to network. It's really hard to get to know people because there's just so many people. There's 40,000 people, I believe, on campus. There's no way like that you can network super well, you know, unless you're like specifying it to just like your niche of people. Right. But I spent a lot of time at DeSales taking the time to network. So literally the first thing I did when I came here as a freshman is I introduced myself to my advisor. I told her a little bit about me and I said, who can I talk to? Who, who will tell me about the sales and who will, you know, point me in the right direction? I talked to Jamie Gerhardt. I talked to Andrea, I believe. I, I spoke with, oh my gosh, I spoke with so many people. I spoke with a lot of different people, like in like different activities, different things going on, just to sort of introduce myself as like a transfer. And that wasn't something I ever had the opportunity to do before. And I didn't even think I really knew how to do. But over the years, you know, it's been so much easier. And it's something I definitely learned. I used to not be super great at, you know, communicating effectively and networking and stuff. And now, you know, I, I talk to my advisors for pre-med school and they, they will tell me, you know, your strength is communication, like your ability to follow through and to be able to talk and have a conversation with anyone you meet. And that's something that, you know, I didn't learn overnight. It's something that definitely evolved over time. And people can't be too hard on themselves, but they also need to realize that it is something they need to work on by like putting themselves out of like their comfort zone sometimes. Absolutely. And like, that's the thing. I don't want it to come off like we're like, at least me, I don't want it to come off like I'm knocking a certain type of person. Like I get it. Yeah. Everyone's their own individual and unique and has their own, you know, strengths, weaknesses and who they are as a person. Um, and, and obviously I love that. That's the whole be who you are and be that well. That's why I love that motto. Cause I don't, I don't want to see like a thousand clones. You know what I mean? I want to meet a, oh a gosh, neat no. person each time. <laughs> so, and we're not trying to, you know, discourage a certain type of pe person. It's just, again, in that professional work environment, sometimes those things go a long way. Mm -hmm. um, and again, even just kind of knowing, okay, I'm usually reserved, but I'm at a networking event. I have to get myself out there and, you know, step out of my comfort zone. That's another huge thing. You know, don't be like, oh, that's not me. Well, say, all right, let me let me try to do this tonight and see how it goes. You know, mm -hmm. that, that trial and error type of thing is, is huge as well. And, you know, another transferable skill that you kind of, you know, I picked up on from you talking with Jamie and talking to your advisor and Andrea is that proactiveness. You know, they don't, employers and, you know, don't want people who are going to be reserved and just wait to be told to do something. They want someone who's going to say, I make a to-do list. I know what I have to do today, get it done. And then say, Hey, is there anything I should even to do boss? Or what can I do to make your life easier? Kind of things like that. And that's another huge transferable skill that, you know, those, those employers are going to look for like, Oh, this person's motivated. You know, we want them on our team. And I think students need to not sell themselves short because they learn all these things and all of 
their positions that they've been in. So like, I don't know. I worked at American Eagle for four years, the Lehigh Valley Mall. <laughs> and like, I learned a lot about like customer service and talking to people and, and managing people and, you know, managing my time. Well, I used to work on Black Friday, every single Black Friday, and it was chaotic. Um, so just learning how to manage your environment. Well, so things like that, like people say like, oh, I didn't get anything out of my job in retail, or I didn't get anything out of working in a grocery store. That's not true. Um, I, like, you know, like you're spending time there. I hope you like learn something. It may not be like a technical skill. I mean, maybe you're learning how to use a cash register, that kind of stuff, but it may not be something applicable to your, to your major or anything, but you're learning these transferable skills. You're learning how to talk to people. You're learning how to interact with people who may not be the happiest at you. My customer service voice is on point, mostly from <laughs> angry people on Black Friday being very upset that I don't have their size shirt, even though I have absolutely no control over it. Right. So things like that are things that you're going to use later on. And if people sell themselves short, they're saying, oh, this is just a waste of time. I'm just making money. No, because when you, you know, as a college student, so hard. Um, on resumes, you know, not everyone can break into their field prior to graduating. It's just not possible. Um, so these transferable skills are what you're going to have to sell um, to prove to employers that, you know, you got all the extra stuff down. Now you just need to learn the technical stuff. And you learned it in school. Now you just got to apply it. Right. So it's one of those things where it's really proving to them that you're prepared. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, so I worked at a pharmacy, so that was big on customer service. And it was, I learned how to talk on the phone. Like one of the hardest things to do for a lot of people yep. is to talk to someone over the phone. So that was huge. Um, and it's all about, like you said, don't sell yourself short. It's all about conviction and like having that confidence where I have a buddy who does, re, um, does ballet um, at a casino and he's always like, Oh, I really, you know, talking to people, I really don't like saying, oh, I'm ballet. And I'm like, dude, you have to say it with conviction. Like that mm -hmm. helps you learn so many different things. Like he knows how to drive stick. He knows how to talk with different people. He sees different, you know, ages, different demographics of people every day in this ballet job that, that not a lot of people have that experience or have those skills to be able to talk with someone who's 87 pulling into the casino and then someone who's 35 pulling into the casino. Yeah. Like, the fact that you can have conversations with people of all different ages and all different backgrounds is one of those skills that, you need to learn and, and in order to really just go about life and then specifically, in, you know, in your career as well, too. So I think that that's something that we don't focus enough time on, too. It's just like that, like your experiences matter. Um, people are always selling themselves short. Like, oh, I just did this or, I, you know, I just like organized an event for my club. Like, no big deal. I'm like, Wait, like this, that's a big deal. <laughs> like you're you're learning how to you know event plan, even if it is on like the like less than fifty people scale. Like you're still learning those skills. Yeah, and uh, it's something that you don't really recognize until you look back on it when you're older. Yeah. You know, when you're in that time, you're like, I don't see what the point of this is, or I'm just doing this just to do it. And then when you look back, you're like, wow, like I now you say that you know that I used to be a reader at you know my parish when I was really young like fifth mm -hmm. sixth grade and I never realized like how big of a deal that is when I was 10 11 years old reading in front of like a couple hundred people you know yeah. oh my um, gosh I used to do that too so I mean I'm just thinking about that too <laughs> yeah. well that was I've never thought about it that way until you just said that now you know looking back on it, you're like wow that I'm glad I did that or wow it was mm -hmm. awesome that my mom forced me to do that yeah. because now I'm, you know what I mean literally yeah, yeah. no I agree
Um, so kind of wrapping up, I think we talked a lot about transferable skills and kind of their importance and what they are. Um, wrapping up though, I know you have a lot of insight into the sales. Um, and so looking back at your time at the sales as a student, um, is there any advice that you have career or otherwise for students making their journey through to sales? So my first one, I have to give Kristen a shout out. Definitely <laughs> take a career class if you have take room in your schedule. Take the career class, yes. Take the career class. Even if um, you think you know your career, take the career class. Take the career class. That's number one. Number two is something that we've kind of, it's been ingrained kind of throughout our whole conversation is that's just be yourself and step out of your comfort zone. Like, don't be afraid to say, hey, let me try that at least once. You never know if you like something if, if you don't try it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like the whole food argument. When you're little, your parents are like, you're not, you don't know if you don't like it because you haven't tried it. Yeah. Try it. Um, you know, and maybe it'll lead to a relationship that, you know, maybe a friendship or you'll meet somebody or you don't know. So get yourself out there. And another thing I like to say is always, if you if you go to go to networking events and like you're meeting with, you know, professionals, ask for a business card, write down on the back of the business card what you talked about, how you know them, send them an email the next day, thanking them saying, Hey, like, you know, and then make it personal. So my, I guess the, what I'm advice I'm trying to say is whenever you meet someone, make it personal. Don't just be kind of like a, a robot or act like you have to act so professional. You know, sometimes the best conversations come from talking about sports or talking about, you know, dogs. I, mean, I love dogs. So if anyone's ever like, Oh, I have a dog. I'm like, what's their name? Let me see a picture. <laughs> Like, let's do this. I love um, that. You know, so it's it's one of those things where you have to kind of mold yourself to it and like accommodate the conversation to, you know, to their interests and then they'll accommodate it to yours. And then again, that relationship starts building from there. So, um, you know, step out of your comfort zone, take your career class and then um, make it personal. Those are three very, very good pieces of advice. So Brendan, I want to thank you so much for, you know, being a part of this podcast. I feel like you you always have really great advice. And, you know, I was told that you have amazing advice, but now I, I know for sure, having <laughs> spoken to you. Um, it's so, too you. Hard, so I'm sorry if you were sitting here bored listening to me. Everyone listening, I'm sorry if you're sick of my voice. but <laughs> No, they get to hear my voice every other week. So if they're going to be sick of anyone's voice, it's going to be mine. <laughs> But thank you so much, Brendan. Of course. Thank you for having me. And let me know if you need anything else. All right. And everybody, if you need anything, I'm in Dueling 137. Reach out. Alrighty, everyone. First off, I would love to thank Brendan for taking the time to share a little bit about his journey through to sales and then back to the sales with all of us. Speaking of which, Brendan is actually a DSU mentor. So if you're actually interested in talking to him, getting to know him a little bit more in his career path, um, maybe what he was involved in at the sales, feel free to reach out to Kathy Krause at the Career Development Center and her information will be in the show notes. With that being said, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful week. See you next time.